Hey, 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 welcome back. You're with Deep Cut Drew. That's right. It's Drew's Deep Cuts. The time machine is gone. We're going to get things kicked off real quick here this time and play you some actual music. That was uh, Our Prayer from the Smile Sessions by the Beach Boys, which is just one of the coolest sounding vocal arrangements I've ever heard in my life. So I thought we'd kick it off with that, get things in here, and we're going to keep going with a few songs that... uh, I just thought sounded amazing the first time I ever heard them and just immediately caught my ear and uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll chain in some stories about them after I play you a couple. So here comes some ELO for you right now on Seacoast Rep Radio. Thank you. 
man, that song just kicks butt. You are here on Seacoast Rep Radio. This is Deep Cut Drew, playing you some deep cuts, telling you some stories. Uh, that was Fire on High by the Electric Light Orchestra. And uh, my dad gave me that album, uh, Face the Music, that that's the first cutoff of when I was probably 13 or 14. I had just started playing guitar a couple years before. And uh, I just thought that those guitar breakdowns, the acoustic guitar part, was just the coolest thing I'd ever heard. And then you throw in that the interesting experimentation with synthesizers and the spooky intro with the sound design and the backwards words and all that kind of stuff. It's just kind of a tour de force of sound and music. And I guess my interest in it was probably foreshadowing of me getting into music production, sound design, audio engineering, my, my future career. So thanks, Dad. So this little block, I'm going to continue playing you uh, a few songs that I just that just caught my ear, and I'll tell you about why. But before we get to our next song, i got to do my, my due diligence here. So if you're enjoying what you're hearing, please go to charity.gofundme.com slash seacoastrep and throw the Seacoast Repertory Theater a little donation if you can. We appreciate it. We are operating entirely on donations right now. Um, we got some big things in the works. If you haven't heard yet, we got the rights from the wonderful Mr. Roger Bean to perform several of his musicals in the Wonderettes saga, I guess you would call it. We have three Wonderettes shows, including the original Marvelous Wonderettes, the Caps and Gowns, and Dream On, as well as the Andrews Brothers, which is a similar type deal, but with a male vocal group that's a USO show. And I won't give anything away, but it's exactly what it sounds like. So, anyways, moving on. I'm going to play you a song now that I heard in college. We had uh, a, a homework prompt to bring in a song that caught our ear for whatever reason, even if we didn't know the reason. And then our instructor would help us figure out why, we, why it caught our ear, what we enjoyed about it why it sounded good. So, got some Gary Clark Jr. coming at you right now on Seacoast Rep Radio. Yeah. 
with the bottle Taking shots, waiting on the morrow Trying to fill up what's hollow You gonna know my name You gonna know my name kickers in a row that was bright lights by gary clark jr off of the ep not off of the album because if you compare those two tracks when they mastered it for the album they just totally killed it and sucked all the life out of it so that is the ep version the only version in my opinion for those of you that don't know little quick here's your here's your audio audio lesson for the day Mastering is when a band has completed an album, and it used to be a lot more complex in that they decide on the flow of the songs back when an album 
was actually, you know, had an overarching theme and wasn't just a collection of random singles. Now mastering is more just about, yes, you still decide on the order of the song, but making all the songs sound consistent. So, you know, different songs that were recorded at different times with different technology uh, will sound different. So the job of a mastering engineer is to make them all sound consistent and also get them nice and loud. So, you know, when you play a song, you don't have to adjust the settings on your stereo and for broadcast and just give them that shine that makes them sound professional, a little EQ, a little compression, a little limiting. So when they mastered that song for the EP... It was, it had cojones, it was, it was thick and pumping and good stuff. And then when they uh, mastered it for the album, when the record label got their hands on it, savages, they uh, just sucked all the life out of it. And uh, if you're interested, go and back to back them for yourself and you'll probably even be able to detect the difference. So, Seacoast Rep Radio, Deep Cut Drew little block there of songs that caught my ear, mostly from, you know, college and pre-college era. I'm going to move on now. Uh, Nope, I lied. I lied to you. I have one more song that caught my ear. And if you, uh, you weren't prepared for a big left turn from the style and substance of the last two songs to this one, I'm sorry for you because this is a, this is a hard hard turn into a different genre of music. This is a song, an album that I picked up just because I obviously am aware of Paul McCartney and was buying lots of new music when I was in college, trying to be supportive of the industry, you know. You do that stuff when you're new to it and you want to be, yeah, I'll support all my buddies in the industry, and even though no one's ever going to buy anything that I make, they're just going to steal it. So, this is Paul McCartney doing a uh, an American songbook classic off of his album with Diana Krall, uh, Kisses on the Bottom. I'm gonna sit right down and write myself a letter Believe it came from you. I'm gonna write words oh so sweet. They're gonna knock me off of my feet. A lot of kisses on the bottom. I'll be glad I've got them. I'm gonna smile and say, I hope you're feeling better. And write myself a letter And make believe it came from you Say, I 
hope you're feeling better And close with love the way you do I'm gonna sit right down And write myself a letter And make believe Oh, I'm gonna make believe I'm gonna make believe it came See, that's the beauty of a show like this. I can play a rock, hard rock slammer, uh, followed by some gentle jazz, and get away with it, because I don't need to come up with good follows. That's not the format we're going with here. That was, I'm going to sit right down and write myself a letter, performed by Paul McCartney and Diana Krall off of his Kisses on the Bottom album. Now, that song caught my ear because I was not really aware of jazz. I was not into jazz at that point in my music production career. That album came out my sophomore year of college, and I picked it up because it's Paul McCartney. And then hearing the songs, I was like, well, if they're good enough for Paul McCartney, they should be good enough for me, right? That's true. I'm not that cool. I don't get to not like things that Paul McCartney likes. If Paul McCartney likes it, it's cool. Enough said. But the thing that caught my ear about that song was the particularly the upright bass. I had never heard a well-recorded upright bass before because I had never gone looking for one because it's not really something that appears a lot in uh, rock and roll and alternative, which were my big things up to that point. So, and then also the, uh, the brushes on the snare just sound incredible. It's a beautiful album, beautifully produced. Do recommend it. Lots of classics on there. Some jazz standards, all that kind of stuff. So, go and check it out if you liked that. We're going to move away from the uh, things that caught my ear era now. I guess, you know, anything I play on the show must have caught my ear, otherwise I wouldn't have a memory of it. I'm going to go into uh, a few songs that I remember from my good old Carnival Cruise Line ship life days. I'm going to start off with a little bit of a crossover one that I actually heard on land while on a ship uh, in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. We were docked, and uh, at night the tech team would go out, and there was this one bar we always went to that always had great bands, and I just uh, we got some poutine and some local beer, and then we had uh, this band that would play, and I remember sitting inside once, and they kicked off a set with this song. So I'm going to play this to help transition you from dry land to ships since I heard this song on dry land while working on ships, and then we'll go to some actual shipboard songs. Sound good? I really hope I can help ease you through this transition. This is Fleetwood Mac's Rhiannon on Seacoast Rep Radio.
Before we continue, I'd just like to draw attention to the fact that the show has been going for about 26 minutes now, and I've only talked for like eight. Yeah. You haven't had to listen to my voice for more time than there's been music, like last time. Getting this format under control. This is, uh, this is going real well, guys. This is happening. We're doing it. We're really doing it. So that was Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac. Uh, heard a bar bar band rendition of that song while I was our uh, the ship I was working on the Carnival Legend was docked in uh, Victoria, British Columbia. One of our regular stops while I was on the Alaskan run out there. That's a place that everyone should visit. Definitely, Alaska is gorgeous, and I highly recommend it. I don't recommend cruising for a lot of destinations, but Alaska is one of the places that being on a cruise ship is actually worth it. So this is a set of songs we're starting off now from uh, ship memories, the good old ship days. I told you in the last episode, since ships came up, it, it, it happened once, so now it's going to happen a lot more often now that the, the seal has been broken. So I'm going to play you a song now uh, by the Beatles, and we had a little show on... Uh, my second ship, The Legend, called, uh, well, actually, it was on both ships. Yeah, it's on almost every ship, called Towel Animal Theater. And so, a little backstory here. I'm going to take up all that extra talking time now. On ships, the room stewards, when they clean your room, will leave you a towel animal. It's an animal made out of folded towels. And there's a whole book you could buy online of how to fold basically any animal out of towels. So they'd mix it up, you know, for their favorite guests, they'd make some of the more complex ones. But the classic shapes were the elephant, the frog, the lion, and the monkey. So we had a show where we had four characters based on those that were puppeteered by our uh, performance cast from the theater. That show was on the last day of the cruise. You can imagine that's usually the worst day for us crew members because we had worked a whole week worth of whatever our job was. Um, And it was at, oh, was it 8 o'clock in the morning? 9 o'clock in the morning? It was early. Luckily, all we had to do was go up and uh, press play, and the show was totally automated and ran itself, and the performers are the only ones that had to do any work. But uh, this song appeared in that show, and I can hear Roar the Lion singing it in my head right now. Luckily for you guys, you're going to get to listen to Ringo sing it the way it's supposed to be. So this is a little help from my friends by the Beatles on Seacoast Rep Radio. What would you think if I sang out it too? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out a key Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends mm, I get high with a little help from my friends mm, Gonna try with a little help from my friends What do I do when my love is away? Thank you. 
and he soon departed And you know he never showed his face again That's why your love keep on lifting Back to back. Wow. So first we heard, with a little help from my friends by the Beatles, a uh, memory shared of Towel Animal Theater on ships. Carnival Cruise Line ships. So that was followed by Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher and Higher by Jackie Wilson. So, story with that one, also from ships, aside from just being a great song. There was another show on ships. Uh, called The Love and Marriage Show. It was just like the TV show. The cruise director would pull up a bunch of couples from the audience and then play a, uh, do a game show sort of thing with them where they'd ask questions and, you know, embarrass them. They'd always get one set of newlyweds, like people who'd been married for, you know, a few years, 10 years, and then a really old couple who'd been married for a really long time. Um, big hit, fun stuff. So when they sent us the package for that show that was a show that was designed shoreside and they'd send us the materials for it and we would just put our spin on it but all the songs and everything were predetermined when they sent us the package they didn't include the music which was just you know some intro music a little playlist to play before the house and uh we were like oh no what are we gonna do and i said guys hold on you got deep cut drew on the ship here i can put together some songs about love to play for our love and marriage show. And that's what I did. So I pulled that song for the walk-up when they would pull the audience members up onto the stage. I'd use that because the curtain would go up at the same time and the people would come up, would walk up the stairs onto the stage. It's just very effective. Higher and higher, curtains going up, you know, up, trending up. So maybe not that fun of a story, but it was cool times. I saved it, saved the show with my music. It's what I do. And remember, if you are enjoying my music that you're listening to here, or the sound of my voice, which I know is just, you know, like, 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 I couldn't tell you. I don't know what it sounds like. I don't listen back to these. You think I actually edit these? Come on now. Of course not. I just, 
throw them together. I'm not even slightly interested in making it sound professional whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But if you're enjoying my music or my talking or anything, please go to charity.gofundme.com slash seacoastrep and throw a few bucks the theater's way in in my name. And again, we're still running that promotion, or at least I am. I highly doubt anyone's going to let me stop doing this, even if people vote for it. But if we hit $1,000 on the GoFundMe and it is you, you have sent in a note saying that your donation is to just make me stop, just hashtag don't do, deep cut Drew, if we hit $1,000 of people begging me to stop, I will stop. Probably not. I'll probably have to keep doing these, even if you have voted for me to stop. We'll just keep upping the uh, the donation amount required to stop me. <laughs> yeah. So, moving on. Those were some ship songs. I'm going to... Uh... Oh, I have a set now. This is going to be fun. So, I mentioned last week one of my dear friends, Cody Pelchat. He was my roommate in college. He was my roommate after college. We are still good buddies, even though he moved to Southern Mass. We still keep in touch quite a bit, and I consider him one of my dearest friends. So, I'm going to play a set now dedicated to memories I have with Cody. Now, Cody is big into heavy metal, symphonic metal, all that kind of stuff. And he kind of influenced me, you know, pushed me towards those things while we were living together, and I sort of pushed him towards some lighter fare. And, you know, we collaborated and imagine two friends influencing each other's tastes and opening each other's minds to new things. So first I'm going to play you a song that we had a classic argument over because Judas Priest did a cover of this song and they caught a lawsuit for it because of the way that Rob Halford sang it. They were saying that the the, the British uh, courts were saying that they had embedded satanic messages because a few teenagers had uh, injured or hurt themselves, committed suicide, various things over, and they said they blamed the song. They were they were blaming the song for that. And I said, that doesn't make any sense. They didn't write the song. And Cody said, what do you mean they didn't write the song? I said, that is Better By You, Better Than Me by Spooky Tooth. And he was very confused. And so, he didn't believe me. I had to go in, and I had the song in my iTunes. Thanks, Dad. I found it. And I played it for him, and he was shocked. He thought it was a Judas Priest original. And then we both agreed afterwards that it was not a Judas Priest original, because of hard evidence, and also that it was really lame that they were being blamed for these so-called satanic messages. Came to find out that they were saying it was the way it was sang, not what the song actually said. But still, imagine being taken to court over a song you didn't write. Yeesh. And not in, like, the you-stole-it-way, just in the, like, a... You didn't write this, but people are saying it's your fault that people are dying over it. So anyways, this is Better By You, Better Than Me by Spooky Tooth. You can find a way to read my passion You listen to the blood flowing of the wind to tell her what I'm like within I can't find the words my mind is dim It's better by you better than me Guess you'll have to tell her how I try Not much 
Better by you, better than me So, Cody and I had been roommates for a couple years, and you know, when you live with someone, your uh, relationship develops a lot faster, so we were pretty tight at this point, and he had come home with me, I don't know if it was a weekend, or a vacation, or what, but we were in Derry, my hometown, and I was cruising around, and I remember specifically when this event happened during that drive. We were driving uh, past my high school, Pinkerton Academy, and... uh, we were on uh, 28 North, uh, or the bypass, rather. Was it the bypass? I can't, I can't remember. It's been years since I lived in Derry, guys. Cut me a little break here. But we were on the road, either 28 or bypass 28. One goes up one side of the school, while the other one goes up the other. It was the one with the school on the left and the parking lot on the right, the senior parking lot. Uh, but anyways, we were going, and, you know, Cody and I had gotten to know each other pretty well, and we'd played each other a bunch of music and it was hit or miss with what we liked of each other's tastes. So I had played him quite a few selections from the sixties of various sorts, the Beatles, uh, the rascals, uh, Smokey Robinson, all kinds of stuff. And it was, there was no rhyme or reason to what he liked. You know, when you think like, Oh, if you like this, you'll probably like this. It's just not at all. Not in any way. It was totally random what songs he would like and what he wouldn't. So you can imagine my shock when we were driving up the 28 bypass or whatever it was in Derry past my high school 
And this song came on, and Cody thought it was an absolute banger. Everybody get on your feet. You make me nervous when you're in your seat. Take off your shoes and pat your feet. We're doing a dance that can't be beat. We barefootin'. The other night, Long Tall Sally was out of sight. Threw away a wig and a house sneakers too. She was doing a dance without any shoes. She was barefooting. She was barefooting. That you can barefoot all night long Take off your shoes and throw them away Come back and get them another day We're barefooting just of all the songs that i have played you that's what catches your ear barefootin by robert parker i mean it's a great song i love it i don't think there's any reason you shouldn't like it but that as opposed to any other of the things that i had played him that he didn't like i was baffled so anyways we listened to it again just so because he you know got a feel for it that time and uh yeah it was just weird People are weird, man. Love you, Cody. Probably not listening. Probably working. Working on your own thing. Cody does lots of... He has his own band that is uh, releasing their album, Curse Guard, the band and the album. Go check it out if you want to support some more uh, starving artists in this time. And speaking of supporting people, I should give another bump to charity.gofundme.com slash seacoastrep if you would like to donate some dollars if you're enjoying what's going on here. And also go to seacoastrep.org to check out our, our other offerings, uh, our live streams. Soon we'll be starting actual fully produced musicals that will be live streaming. And uh, believe you me, as soon as we are able to get people back into the building and have real audiences of any size, it will happen. That's a promise. 
We're working hard to keep you guys entertained. So, while we're on the topic of arguing with friends, just because it's so much fun, I'm going to move on to another friend, my good friend Joe Winter, who I actually haven't talked to in a long time. I should reach out and talk to him and check in. He's the biggest Bruce Springsteen fan you'll ever meet. Now, I know there are a lot of Bruce Springsteen fanatics out there, but he really is the biggest Bruce Springsteen fan you'll ever meet. Um, So we were in uh, Audio One seminar, not even lab, just like the the big classroom with the guy talking at the front. Uh, I think it was even the first day. I don't remember, but first day, we'll, we'll, we'll say that for, for memory's sake. We'll say it was the first day of our first audio class, first year of college. Didn't know each other yet. He was sitting right in front of me. I had a ponytail. He had a ponytail. I had a slight beard. He had a way nicer, awesome beard because he looks like a Viking prince. Um, but anyways, and I don't know how it came up, but we were talking and the song Blinded by the Light came up. I don't know if somebody was playing it or what. And I had always thought, and I blame my father completely for this because again, he's responsible for most of my musical taste and my knowledge of music history. And this was a big, big mistake on his part. I always thought that that was a Manfred Mann song because the radio, the the hot radio version is the Manfred Mann version of Blinded by the Light. But somehow... Joe overheard a conversation about this, turned around and very politely but firmly corrected me that Bruce Springsteen wrote Blinded by the Light. And I would, I, I'm, I'm willing to accept new information. So I told him, huh, I'd never heard that version. I didn't know. And uh, he told me what album to go looking for and where to go find it. And I went and listened to it later. And I said, you know what? That version's way better. Sorry, Manfred Man. Your songs are weird. And you sing weird. And it's okay. You're still cool. But I prefer the Bruce Springsteen version now. So, I'm going to play you Blinded by the Light by Bruce Springsteen right now on Seacoast Rep Radio. Summer with a teenage diplomat In the dumps with the mumps As the adolescent pumps his way into his hat With a boulder on my shoulder Feeling kind of older I trip the merry-go-round With this very unpleasing Sneezing and wheezing The calliope crashed to the ground some old hot hat shop was heading for a hot spot Snapping his fingers, clapping his hands And some flesh bomb mascot was tied to a lover's knot With a whatnot in her hand And now young Scott with a slingshot Finally found a tender spot and throws his lover in the sand And some bloodshot forget-me-not Whispered daddies with an earshot Save the buckshot, turn up the band Tight, but she'll make it all right. Some brimstone, baritone, and I cyclone rolling 
Thank you, Joe, for making me aware that that is a Bruce Springsteen song, not a Manfred Mann song. Sorry, Manfred Mann. That's the version for me. Deep Cut Drew. Deep Cut Drew approved. So, I've only got a couple more things to play, you guys, so I'm actually not going to talk too long on uh, this particular break here, and I'm going to move right along with some Neil Young, and I'll tell you why right after.
the end and guys guess what it's only been an hour i'm only gonna go over by a little bit this time i mean this last song i have for you is like nine minutes long so you know but that's still like 20 minutes shorter than last time last time was like a full 90 minutes and this time i got in the same amount of music that just means i cut out me talking the sound of soft bread going through a cheese grater. I don't know. I just, if, if you know what my voice sounds like, if you have opinions about it, just send in your comments. I don't know where. Probably on Facebook when an ad gets posted about this radio show or something. I don't know. If you have an opinion, feel free to share it. Maybe I'll say it out loud on my next show if I get one that I really agree with. Anyways, we're ending the night, the day, the night, whatever time of day it is right now, with uh, the show, we're ending the show with Neil Young. That was the Cinnamon Girl. Just no particular memory attached to that song. It's just a good one that I've heard lots of times. Uh, one of the first songs I learned how to play in dropped D tuning. That's how you get that really powerful sound, like at the end there with the. Yes, drop D tuning. Cool stuff. Makes playing guitar a lot easier, if you can imagine. Um. So, but I transitioned to Neil Young because I have a uh, a memory that's actually not as vivid for me. I remember it happening. There's photos of it, but my dad talks about it all the time, and it's a vivid memory for him. And I do remember it, so I will give you the best rendition that I have of it. So, my dad used to work with a guy named Ken Gibson, and he had a Neil Young cover band. And I mean, he looked just like Neil Young, he sounded just like Neil Young, and the band did a real, 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 real good job. Um, great band. So I had met Ken a couple of times and he gave me a couple of impromptu guitar lessons on how to, uh, play songs like Neil Young. He's the one that taught me how to play the big boy C chord. 
So on a guitar, you can play a C chord in first position with three fingers. But if you're a big boy guitarist, you also add a G on the lowest string because it's in the chord. So it just makes it sound thicker, gives you more bass. So you add a fourth, your fourth finger, you put your pinky down and uh, you play it almost like a bar chord, but in slightly different. And it just makes it sound beefier. Took me about three years past that to actually be able to do it without hurting myself because I had weak little child fingers. Well, I was probably 15 or 16 at the time. So weak little nerdy teenager fingers. You know what I mean? Anywho, I uh, had been practicing a song with my band, sort of, and then also just jamming on it by myself at home because it was really easy to jam on. And his band one night invited me actually up to play with them uh, on this particular song because I actually knew how to play it well enough to play with a real band. Now, my dad makes the argument that uh, I played a pretty pretty good solo during the, the jam-out section Pretty good guitar solo, consider all things considered. And uh, his theory is that the guitarist, Chuck, was afraid to be shown up by this 16-year-old long-haired kid that just jumped up on stage with the band one night. And he proceeded to play the most ridiculous guitar solo anyone has ever heard on this particular song, so as not to be shown up by myself. I have a hard time believing that. I'm not a great guitarist. I certainly wasn't a great guitarist when I was 16. I was probably better then than I am now because I actually played every day. I do remember my uh, Ibanez Artcore hollow body in Blue Burst. It was beautiful. I regret ever selling it. I have another one now. It's just in regular wood tone, which is also beautiful, the unfinished wood look. But it's, it's just not the same as the Blue Burst. That was a real pretty guitar. But anyway, so to send tonight off, I'm going to... Let you imagine me playing this song with a professional Neil Young cover band live on stage. So this is Down by the River by Neil Young. And before I play it, I'm going to do one more little bump for seacoastrep.org. Check out all of our offerings. And also charity.gofundme.com slash seacoastrep. If you can uh, kick us a little cash, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, that's much appreciated. We are operating entirely on donations right now, so every little bit helps. And we were just we're just funding funneling it right back into keeping you entertained. All of it goes right back into our programming and keeping all of us paid and supported so we can keep giving you art. So closing it out, this is Deep Cut Drew signing off with some Neil Young down by the river.
Yeah.